Welcome once more, ladies and gentlemen, to We're Drunk and We Know Things. Coming to you today from uh, outside the Cock and Bottle. And bloody lovely it is. It is, it's lovely. It's going to be amazing when that sun finally comes around these trees, or somebody cuts them down. One of the two. I have seen a man walking around wielding a chainsaw, so we can only assume that's it. Yeah. Assume he's a tree surgeon. And a ski mask. Yeah. Seems a bit unnecessary. Famous tree surgeon Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Just misunderstood. Also, you did a machete. You, use a knife? you knew a machete, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we've got a first for the podcast this time. It's true, I've got my dick out. That's definitely not a first. Also, it's colder <laughs> than I thought. No, this I think in, we have a going really in well. we will be doing our first ever animated movie. Yes, it is. Right, yeah, it yeah. is a first, good. Go on to clarify. Uh, we are heading over to the island of Japan. Nice. We Wonder where you were going to, with that, but okay. We are going to... Envelop ourselves in the spirit world. It's true. This month on We're Drunk and We Know Things, Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. Spirited Away. What more there is there to say? Well, this has been We're Drunk and We Know Things. Yeah. <laughs> Shortest episode ever. Now, can I ask, had you seen this before we decided to do it for the podcast? I have. I watched it when it first won the Oscar. So probably like 2003, it won the Oscar, and it came out on DVD, and I bought it on DVD because I heard all the kerfuffle, and I was a film person, so I felt it important to watch it, so I did. But I was also high as balls. So I just my, my, my memory of Fury Away was... Wait, is that kid a dragon? That's literally my memory of it. Yes. So when that bit, when she turns around and looks away and he's flying away and she's like, oh, that's clearly him. There was a dragon where the boy was before. I'm like, oh, I wasn't just actually tripping balls. That boy is a dragon. It's and this is being with drunk on those things. <laughs> it's definitely not the weirdest thing in it, which is... No, definitely well. not. It's like, oh, no. it's like a fever dream, isn't I'm, it? It's, I'm t- oh, no, uh, Monomoke is a fever dream, because I actually watched that whilst feverish. Oh, right, okay. That was a very, very strange evening. <laughs> Are you sure you watched it then? <laughs> Pretty sure. There's a uh, wolf, right, and a giant no, it's, forest. Um, anyway, so... It's the quintessential children's movie made by Japanese people, so is fucking bananas, and I love it. And quite depressing. It is a bit sad, isn't it? As movies go, it is a sad movie. It's like, I mean, Pinocchio is quite sad, to be fair. Yeah. But, you know, like, those Disney movies aren't, you know, all the Grimm's Brothers fairy tales and that kind of stuff, they're quite dark, but it's, it films, it feels much more like a filmy film than a children's film, like, as a comparison to Toro, that we were talking about earlier. Totoro feels like a, a children's animated film, and it's full of glee and clapping hands and makes me feel like a small yeah, boy again. Yeah, Spirited Away is full of um, tension like, and yeah. childlike fear. And enormous amounts of depth in terms of, like, Shinto readings and, and like, Japanese which folklore all of which we'll get and into, stuff. Which we will get into. we kind yeah, of quickly yeah, yeah. need to summarise the plot. Right. Which is going to be... Actually, no. I, I reckon I can do this. Okay. Do, do you want to have a go? I'll have a quick go. Go on. A girl goes to an abandoned theme park and her children turn into pigs and then she has to fight a witch, sort of, so that her parents can not be pigs anymore. That works. <laughs> that is the I plot. I would, I would add a little oh, a boy's colour, a dragon. <laughs> um, that the girl's family is moving house. On the way to their new house, they find yep. a tunnel which turns out to be a tunnel into the spirit world. Which seems to be a very much a film of like disenfranchised children 
in the Miyazaki movie seems to be like the kids are always being displaced. They're moving somewhere. They're having to it go somewhere. It's one of many, many themes. Yeah. The mum's in hospital. They're all sad. And, yeah. you know, and then they are spirited away, as it were, to a spiritual place that makes them feel a bit better and so effectively, become stronger people. It's kind of Japanese Alice in Wonderland, right? Sure. Yeah, um, fair, fair. And, yeah, she gets a job at the spirit's bathhouse. Sure. Which she has to do to be allowed to stay and not disappear. Run by Baba Yaga. Run by Baba something. It's not Baba Yaga. John no, Wick no. doesn't run this bathhouse. <laughs> uh, I watched the and, shit out of that. Uh, comedy ensues. No, there's actually there are there, there there are comedic moments, but this is not. Yeah, it's a serious. It's a business. serious film. It's a serious business. All serious business. Yeah. So, I mean, would you, do you want to do a proper plot summary, or do we I think, think that'll we, do? To I be mean, honest, because we're going to get into the various uh, whys and wherefores. As always, super weird if you're listening to this and haven't watched the film. <laughs> so you know, especially this week, fucking hell, the month. Anyway. So, do you want to talk about the production? Well, I think we should. Well, that is kind of the point of this says podcast. So isn't it? on the bit of paper, that is the next thing um, on our list. It's isn't the next it? thing on the list. But also, the thing is that if you haven't watched this, I mean, seriously, you go should. and watch you it. Should. This is Studio Ghibli's, I think, like seventh film, eighth, maybe more. Sure, yeah, I think seventh. Um, and Studio Ghibli are basically, for those who don't know, Japanese they're the Disney. Japanese Disney. <laughs> yeah, they're like Disney if Disney did proper films. Oh. Well, it's like Disney back in day when they did proper films. You know, this reminds me very much of like Snow White and and um, I was gonna say Jack and the Beanstalk. That's not one of their films. Pinocchio and that kind of stuff. Of like films that have got more depth than a talking snowman. Uh, okay. Something fair. Frozen's got an actual deep meaning, but you know. And uh, it sings. And it sings. Talk. No singing in this, which I really loved. And I did keep saying when I was watching it, I felt like they were about to burst into song all the time because. That's what happens in these animated films. Something formative happens to them that changes their personality in some way, so they have to sing a song about it. And they don't in this, and it's really nice, because I fucking hate all the singing in Disney films. All right, all right. Fucking Disney. So, <laughs> produced by Ghibli, their uh, whatever it is, unth film. The unth film. God, this uh, is your it, bit. Oh, yeah, so, oh, you oh, right, yeah. I was looking at you, or... like, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it came out in 2001. Great. It costs $15 million, which is absolutely fuck all. Or let's talk about it in terms of yen, because it sounds more impressive. 1.9 billion yen. But that's $15 million. 15, one five. And it is hand-drawn yes. by a massive room of people. Most of it. Yes, well, there's some CGI stuff, isn't there? Some computer-animated stuff for the first time, but again, we'll come to that later. Um, it made 30 billion yen, which or is $330 million. Not bad. Yes, Quite so. What two hundred times its budget? Yep. It's the uh, biggest grossing film in Japan ever. Still yep. now, not not Titanic off the top, and still is the biggest. Grossing I mean, it's like Japanese movie of all time. If you look at like the top ten top grossing movies in Japan, it's pretty much like nine Miyazaki movies and Frozen. It literally is that. They thought Frozen might not get off the top, and it only got to number three. But it is literally just Miyazaki. And so you need more than a singing snowman. Ca- uh, Castle in the Sky yeah. is still number two. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, which I mean, it is amazing. You know, it's a formative steampunk business. But uh, we, we'll Carson's guy being their first movie, which is quite. Is impressive. it the first Ghibli? Film? Yeah, it was the first Ghibli. Wow, film. fucking hell! So uh, he had the idea when he went on holiday with his mate to his log cabin in the Japanese mountains, and his son. It's not true. His mate brought his daughter, who was a ten-year-old girl, and his daughter brought some friends, and as only this kind of very purely nice, naively narrated way. There's lots of talk about how he spent a lot of time observing these girls. 
It sounds really creepy. And it was just like, this is very nice and a very innocent. He wanted to make a movie for 10-year-old girls, and it was all about, like... Starring a 10-year-old Starring a 10-year-old girl. And he wanted it to be true to life. True to life. And, like, yeah, exactly. And he wanted it to be about, like, crushes and that kind of stuff. Like, things that the, these girls that were on holiday with him, as it were, um, were really affecting them and were, were part of their life. Um, but as always with this kind of thing, when it's purely innocent and really lovely that they're talking about it, the whole time I'm like... Stop saying he was observing these girls. It sounds creepy. But perhaps it was lost in translation, which we will come to also in terms of lost in translation. Um, he always uses models for the people in the films. Yes. So the little girl, Chihiro, is modelled on that 10-year-old girl. Her dad is modelled on his mate. Her mum is modelled on um, one of the other animators in the Ghibli offices. So it's all based on true-to-life movement. So he like literally, like got him to eat a bowl of noodles in front of him and watch them and then was like oh that's how you move again this sounds so creepy <laughs> but it's all from a very innocent place of animation it really is uh, it's just me being a dirty bird um the bathhouse mm -hmm. which is obviously like the main setting for the whole place was based on uh, a bathhouse that uh, bathhouses are an enormous part of japanese culture yeah uh, and it's from the small town that he grew up in is that the bathhouse looks exactly like that essentially and there was a small door at the side of the bathhouse that didn't seemingly went nowhere um that it was fascinated him as a kid so it's kind of the story built from like you know she always goes out that side door yeah, yeah. is that, that kind of like like through the looking glass out the back of the wardrobe kind of mystical world that you enter once you go through that side door well it's kind of like adjustment bureau-esque it's the yeah the idea that doors that don't open and can they gonna have anything yeah them. exactly it was exactly it. that's exactly your mystery like, i mean we'll come to the shinto readings of like the spirit world that she enters in a little bit but but yeah but very much so it's like inspired from his experiences as a child deferred onto like a 10 year old girl essentially yep you know um, he took a lot of inspiration for when he gets into this spirit world from the Meiji period of Japan, their architecture. So mm -hmm. there's a place called the Edo Tokyo Architectural Museum, which is a town. It's a town in Tokyo, and all the buildings are built in the style of all different periods of Japan. Amazing. So literally you walk down the street and every single building is of a different architectural style kind of thing. It's a museum of these architectures, um, which is amazing. Frankly, when I, when I when I first like architecture museum, that sounds boring as hell. No, they built a fucking town, like to spec, with the with the methods that they used out of the period to Can build you imagine if they buildings. did that in the UK. So boring. They'd just be like, it'd be this, Watford. Is, this is a hut that's made of shit. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Watford. This is a hut that's made of sticks and shit. Look at this big terraced brown building. It's, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. This is Neo Georgian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be castles and then just terraced housing. Oh, yeah, I suppose <laughs> I forgot the castles. Yeah. Castles, terraced housing, and then blocks of flats. Yeah. <laughs> Grenfell. Anyway, um, it began production in 2000. Is that controversial? Is that controversial? I don't think so. It began production in 2000. Uh, it has a $15 million budget. I've written that down twice, so clearly it was important. <laughs> Disney put up 10% of the budget Yep. for, I believe, a 10-year or 10-picture deal. Because of, of I'm trying to think timing. Disney had worked with Ghibli on the revoice of Castle in the Sky at yeah, this point. Yeah, it had, yeah. And, and um, Pixar was becoming really big, basically. Yep. So it was... Um, he was uh, Miyazaki is very close friends with the then head of Pixar, um, who I'm not going to talk about because that guy's cancelled because he's a fucking sexual predator. So we're not talking about him. Um, but they put 10% up for the distribution rights and a 10-year deal. And um, 
yeah, so it, it was a really big deal actually because lots of American studios have been chasing them for distribution rights for a really long time and they'd always said no. And then shockingly, Disney said, Do you know how we're the Disney. biggest animation house in the entire universe? Um, we, you know how we farm everything out to Korea for animation? How about we get some of your actual proper honest to goodness Asian animation and sell that instead? So a lot of like the Ghibli things have like had really, really good. English redubs with like Matt Damon and fucking like big name actors and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure who does like Totoro is the Dakota Fanning and her sister, the Fanning sisters. Um, Castle in the Sky's got Mark Hamill in it. Um, I don't know that there are big big names in Spirited Away actually, but I they don't are. I think there are. But it's the dub is well get. Ordinarily, I would always say just fucking watch the Japanese version and read the subtitles, you lazy bastard. But in these cases, actually. They don't really change anything. It doesn't change the story at all. So they add the odd line in here and there. So like when she sees the bathhouse, she says, oh, a bathhouse. Because in Japan, people will just see it and recognize it as a bathhouse. But in the West, we have no idea what that is. So she says, oh, a bathhouse. So you go, oh, right, that's a bathhouse. Um, but it doesn't change it. So like the dubs are really, really good. Like if you watch Akira, watch it with the subtitles. Don't watch it with the dub. If you watch any of the Ghibli movies, the bigger Ghibli movies, just watch it with the American dub. It's fine. Yeah, a lot of the newer ones um, are very good. I mean, the one very thing very I would good. always say is if you want entertainment and you're a nerd, watch sure. it with the American dub and the English subtitles because the English subtitles are a direct translation of the Japanese. As opposed to, yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. you will spot the differences. Interestingly, we'll come the, to that in one star review. The <laughs> actress who voiced uh, Chichiro, uh, called Davy Chase, who uh, randomly uh, was oh. cast as Samantha Darko in Donnie Darko. And she also did the voice of Lilo in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, big ish name, but. Not well, she was certainly a Disney name at the time because Lilo Stitch Stitch came out at the time, so they used the same wheelhouse of voice actors. It's understandable, you know, they're under contract. Um, it's the first one to use um, computer animation. Well, hang on, before we get onto that, because yeah, right. it's it's hand. Thought this was my part. It's classic hand-drawn. <laughs> yes, it really is, and it, and it is. I mean, well, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit the the amount of work that went into it and like how far behind they were because, like, they don't write a script, or he doesn't write scripts. What he does is him and a small team of animators storyboard the entirety of the story. Mm -hmm. So the, he writes the story. They storyboard the whole thing and do a very small amount of like um, the motion. Oh, it's, it's called the animatic. We'll, yeah, the we'll animatic. get onto that yeah, yeah, in yeah. the deep dive in two weeks' time. Indeed. But yeah, so, so they do that. Um, and then they animate around that and everything else. But they don't physically write a script until it's fully storyboarded and... and like pictorially scripted out or the animatic is, is scripted out um, which is bananas actually really so he, he, it's a whole thing about how like he just says like he doesn't write the film the film writes itself he writes a storyline and then he works together as a team so like this is the work first time that he originally he just does literally everything himself he does it all himself so this is the first time that he actually because he was getting a bit older after Princess Mononoke he said I'm too old to I'm doing all this shit, basically. I can't keep doing this all myself. I need like to delegate and do some, uh, get some people to help me, uh, which is how like the Ghibli Animation Studio grew, kind of thing. Um, so he kind of handed off tasks and oversee it, but it was very like peer related. He wasn't in charge. It's very much a, a group effort, as it were. But it's really, it's, it's really fascinating that they hand draw almost the entirety of the film before they've even scripted the dialogue. Yep. So like they had a big issue with this where. There was a deadline for it had to be scored, but they didn't know how long the actual score needed to be because they didn't know they what how drawing, then yeah. finished how long the film was. Like you know, um, it, it's uh, apparently it was like four hours long to begin with, and they were like, we have to cut out so much stuff because it can't be four hours long. Can you, oh, 
can you imagine? Two hours and five minutes is long. Yeah, but four hours of just looking at it. Yeah, indeed. I mean, this is the thing that I always find with the. You could put it on mute in the background and just look at it and go, "Fuck me, that is beautiful." It is beautifully drawn, and knowing that it is hand drawn, yeah, every background, every character, every moment of um, humanistic animation, yeah, yeah, all of the interpretation, what have you, is all a guy with ink, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a person nuts. with a pen or a person with a pencil it's the yeah. same so like when when he was describing how like uh, the kami or the creatures uh, kami is the Japanese word for, for spirits if you will mm-hmm. um, had to had to move he always he describes it as like how animals move so the bit when Hero is a dragon and he's injured so like he's uh, he's like he's um, stuck to the wall like a gecko and that's how he moves yep. and then when he drops to the ground he's like uh, there's a bit in the making of it's amazing and he says to the animators have you ever seen a snake fall out of a tree and they're like, no. And he's like, well, when a snake falls out of a tree, it's not like he doesn't slither down. It just goes, tomph, just falls. Well, no, I don't really know what that is. So he's like, go and get a snake. So they, drop a, a, they drop a snake. And like um, the close-ups of like Hero is a dragon, it's like the mouth needs to be like a dog's mouth. If any of you got dogs? Yeah, we've got dogs. But you know, do you know what their, their mouths look like? Well, not really. really. So he, like, he sent them to a veterinary's office, to a vet's office, where they had to take a load of footage and take a load of pictures of a dog's mouth. But they could animate it properly. Like, he uses these, like, animal analogies all the time to describe the movement of everything. It's really interesting. Really, really interesting. I mean, it makes sense as well. I mean, like, you know, to apply something that you think that people can relate to, but then actually they can't, and they have to go to a vet's office and take a picture of a dog's face. Um, he, so it was the first one, as we said before yeah, I cut you off, yeah. it was the first one to use 3D animation, the first yeah. Ghibli film. Rather, so yeah, so they, they were kind of experimenting computer. with it and fooling around, but they didn't want to use too much because they thought it was still the show, which is fair, because it is a little bit stark. The computer animated bits when are like, ooh, it, a bit jarring. Yeah, yeah. Um, It works, but it does feel jarring because the rest is so, feels like a fucking watercolour, basically. So originally the whole thing was going to be in the palette of watercolour, and they were like, that's not commercially viable, <laughs> nobody's going to watch that. I would watch the shit out of that myself, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because traditionally uh, a lot of the Japanese stuff used genuine watercolour for the backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- yeah. I don't know if he does in... So there's a big part, anyway. in, there's a big thing in, in um, he, does, he does use watercolours for, for the backgrounds, like in the backgrounds of like when they're on the train and stuff like that. Mm. So there's a big thing in Japanese art called ma, or ma, I don't know if it's mei, ma, I don't know how to say it. I've only read it, so I'm apologies to our many Japanese listeners. Um, called ma, which is about... So a big criticism in the West of Spirited Away is that there are loads of bits where nothing happens. So this concept of ma in Japanese art, in painting and in animation, is like negative space or the absence of action, if you will, uh-huh. which is essentially uh, a period to like of introspection where you're meant to be reflecting on the emotions of that scene and that kind of thing. The film physically gives you time. To, to, reflect, stop and think about to stop and think about it. It physically does that. Whilst you look at the most beautiful hand-drawn landscape you've ever seen in your fucking life, it's, and it's the same thing in Japanese art, from what I understand, that I've literally learned in the last week. Speak with authority, people will believe you. Um, and yeah, um, it's the same thing with Japanese art, where they'll only, a lot of the time, they'll use a third or a half of the physical like canvas, and there'll be negative space, and that's about introspection of how the rest of the frame makes you feel, which is so literally, literally and physically and, uh, and, and philosophically foreign to Western audiences where it's got to be all fill the whole frame all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, there, you know some of the, fam- the biggest scenes, the most famous images of Spirited Away are like when they get the train and it's no face, her, 
the mouse and the soot, the soot spirits, yep. um, just sat on the train. Blackbird. And the, sorry? The blackbird. Oh, blackbird, yeah, sorry, not a soot spirit, quite right. Um, they literally just sat on the train, and there's just like a 25-second bit of them just sat there. And it's about, like, she's made this big decision that she's going to go and save Hero, and she's, she's not worrying about her parents. She's going to do something greater than her and all this kind of stuff. And it gives you a beat to go, fuck, this is a big deal that she's done this, as opposed to just, she's on the train, and there's a funny man, and blah, 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 and like, which is what Disney would do. Which is what Disney would do, you know. Um, I mean, it really is like, it's children's movies for grown-ups, but like, I can only imagine growing up as a child and watching this kind of stuff. Like, what kind of appreciation for the art form it would give you rather than, oh, The Rock's in this and he's funny because he raps and it's funny and he sings and there's a chicken that makes a funny noise and like, Moana and whatever, brilliant movies, but like, the lessons that these movies are teaching these kids in Japan are so much greater than just flickering images in front of their eyes. It's, I just, I just blows me away. This is very deep for this podcast. I was going to say, I'm not, not exactly sure how to respond to that. So let's, uh... Sorry. It just, this has really, really, um, really like blown me away in terms of like, like Totoro and Chihiro are like Mickey Mouse and Goofy in Japan. They're like yeah. that level of cultural saturation. It is insane. and like Super famous. Like, it's insane that these kids grow up with this stuff and not just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Bugs Bunny. I've almost modeled my life on the man. But, right. you know, just, uh, right. well, I mean, what I mean is I play all the instruments in a brass band at the same time. Yep. Uh, and I'm constantly chased around by a bald guy in a Valkyrie hat. Seriously, though, what's, like, what's Opera Doc? One of the best cartoons of all time. But anyway, but, you know, it's so far afield from what we, we grew up with. Well, I mean, I speak myself. I don't know if no, you no. grew up with this kind of stuff. I did not. It just, you know, I grew up with Looney Tunes. <laughs> this is like... What do you mean this is for kids? <laughs> like, and it's not that it's too adult for kids. It's just like, talk about having respect for children that they would understand and appreciate this. That's incredible. I think it's also as much as they make movies for kids, this isn't <laughs> for kids. This is so much more serious than normal. But anyway, we'll get to the dick jokes eventually. I swear to God. <laughs> there aren't any. There aren't in this, this movie. movie. Well, there are, but we'll have to get to the one-star reviews, which is loads of like white Americans being like, "It's boring." But anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> Just to lighten things up a bit, let's talk about the ancient Japanese religion of Shinto. Oh. <laughs> you can't see me, listeners, but I'm doing the wink and the gun. Let's talk about religion. No, anyway, Shinto is an enormous thing. Fairly large. Moving on. Um, no, Shinto is an enormous... It is the, it is the original religion of Japan. Um, there's no real concept of good and bad. There's no heaven and hell. There's no good and bad, which is why there aren't any bad guys in this film. There are not nice people. There are people who are not nice given the situation they're in. Yeah, indeed. But even but then even the, actually later they turn out to be perfectly normal. Even even the, the witch, even the even the witch that runs the bathhouse is like the ostensibly the bad guy, but she's not, is she? Like when she say when she frees the the river spirit from the stink monster, I fucking love Japanese cinema. When she saves the river spirit from the stink monster by pulling a bike out of its side. Um, seriously, if you haven't watched this film, this is going to be the weirdest fucking podcast of all time. We've actually got a bit of an audience today, and he must be very confused. But he's watching football, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, even then, like, it's very much like they're all on side, and they're all... You know what I mean? Like, she's a bad person, but she's, like... She's the, ostensibly the bad guy, because that's what we defer to her as from a Western point of view, but she's just a character in the film. Yeah. 
It's, it's, and she's yeah. working to a contract, which yeah, is indeed. interesting. And she's got like she's made the oath that if someone asks for a job, she has to give her have to give him a job and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Who and did like, she make that to? You know, yeah, no, like, indeed, it's what? never explained. There's never explained. The one thing I do love about the, I mean, we'll get into some of the specifics. I would imagine on uh, Shinto references. The yeah, one thing are, I do yeah. like is whilst there is no good and bad, Shinto is very much uh, focused on balance. Um, yeah, so there's the evil, there's the twin, not the evil twin, there's the other twin. It's even down to uh, man. Man's influence on nature is a massive part of. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, it's a massive part of Ghibli. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Totoro is like. There's a reason that hippies love Totoro. Yeah. He's like the tree keeper or whatever the fuck and, he's meant uh, to be. And Pompoko, same theme. Oh, yeah. uh, Monomoke is yeah. really on the nose. But it's all, it's all like you say, it's all about balance. Like the bathhouse is such a massive part of like Shinto culture of like physically washing away filth and sin and that kind of thing. So like. That's it. That's like that. Maintaining that balance and maintaining that purity is is like you say, such an enormous part of it. Like, so like she, when they arrive, they see the small shrines, the tiny the tiny houses. Mm-hmm. She um, passes under the Tori Gate. Yep. Tori Torai. Again, right. I've read all this. I don't I know how say to say Tori, it. but Tori, yeah. um, which are the big red gates? They look like a big. They look like the pie sign. So if you've ever been to Chinatown or somewhere like that, you've walked underneath one and not realised what it is. It is literally the gateway to a spiritual place. To another another realm. To another realm. You are spirited away, as it were. Hey, oh, they said the name of the film. But yeah, you are passing into this spiritual place. So she passes under three of them as she approaches the bathhouse and that kind of thing. There is such an enormous... This is so steeped in Japanese culture, this movie in particular for Ghibli, that when they go into into the town originally, there's all the iconography in the background, Mm -hmm. like the ideograms, like the the Japanese um, lettering or words. And they're all double meanings. So it's, there's things like dog, which is not something eaten in Japan. It is something in Korea, but it's not something eaten in Japan. But actually, it could also, it's like a homophone for bitter meat. And bitter meat actually is like a, a thing in Shinto of like, you have to eat the bitter meat. So it's like self-sacrifice for a greater good. So like all of these things in the background that we don't know because well you might do I can't read Japanese and I, I know I can't <laughs> but like the the iconography is backwards and like there's lots of things that like there's such this massive level of everything in the background meaning something to this culture that for us we just take as look at that pretty little market in the background the I minute mean, and that is very much that's a Japanese thing yeah layers upon layers upon layers well, well, of well, meaning I mean, in every single scene and when you're yeah. drawing every single scene by hand yeah. you can really layer it and on this set. is a movie that he made for 10 year old girls you see this is the thing is you, like what you kind of respect before. for your I, audience do you have as do much do as that? I appreciate that that's what he said I don't think it was made for 10 year old girls no, I think I know. he made I do, this I do for the generations you. I do agree with you I do agree with you I mean this this movie of the Ghibli movies I've watched feels much more like a work of art he wanted to be true to their perspective sure and that comes through massively yeah in various weird ways I mean the concept of fear throughout the film is yeah, yeah. huge yeah there's the scene with the stairs yeah and that's something that a 12-year-old girl, a 10-year-old girl, mm. would be terrified of. Sure, yeah. But yeah. then also, she's then seen, you know, half an hour later, she's skipping up a railway track through mm. a flood without a care yeah, in the world. Yeah. But isn't uh, that character development? No, it's character development, but also it's the things that matter to children. Yeah. The things that scare children yeah, aren't yeah. the same as the things that scare adults. Yeah, absolutely. Adults looking yeah. and go, what if a train comes? Yeah, of course. She doesn't give a shit. Well, she just says, doesn't she? I've, I've got a one-way ticket. And she says, it's fine, I'll just walk back along the tracks. You know. So yeah, so as I touched on earlier, kami, which are the creatures, um, they are sent. They're sort of in Shinto, sort of like a pantheon of gods. Yeah. So essentially, there is a spirit for everything. So there's the radish spirit, 
There's a, there's a spirit for literally everything. The spirit, by the way, my spirit, spirit animal. I love that. I like the big old ducks. <laughs> Makes me laugh. I like the big old ducks. Well, no, what I love is the boiler room man. Uh, what's his name? Kaj- Kajami? Kajami. Kajami. Yeah. Kajami. That like the six the six armed man. That as soon as you see that in the scene, in my mind, I was like, bad guy. He's terrifying. He's a monster. And then he's like a kindly old man that vouches for her and says that he's her. She's his granddaughter and like vouches for her the whole way and like you know and you're like yep. and then helps her out later yeah, on. Yeah, and like and it, but in Western animation, that kind of monstrous kind of person like that would be a bad guy. So my immediate knee-jerk reaction was, oh god, I should be scared of this this character. No, he's just really nice. It's just it's, it's crazy. So the, yeah, so those creatures are called Kami. Um, the soot spirits are called Susubatari, and they were invented by Miyazaki. Which I would love to say they are like oh. some awesome old thing, but they were invented by Miyazaki. They are in. Um, shouldn't click my fingers. I'm doing a podcast. That's they're right. in uh, Totoro as well. Yes. Yes. yes they, are. Uh, they are. Yes. Um, Probably because they're easy to draw. Really easy to draw, and a cool thing. They're a cool little thing. I love that. They're carrying it's like the lumps a of coals with eyes. And he says, um, "I've had the union eyes very briefly." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if they if you don't let them do their work, then they just the spell will turn them back to soot. Like they they exist to work. Like that's their raison d'être, as it were. It's it's really cool. It's really cool. It's such a nice little idea. So like um. Like the stink spirit, the river spirit was based on Miyazaki. Apparently, as a ten-year-old boy, him and a group of other boys unclogging and cleaning out their local river, and like the fish came back and they could fish and all this kind of stuff. And it was like they went into the river and tied a rope around a bike and pulled it out together and all this kind of stuff. Because that feels like a very community community thing, yeah. And like and like I say, like she's supposedly been forced into suffrage as this person that works at a bathhouse, but actually. It doesn't feel like a punishment, does it? She, like, finds a family. Like, she finds a home. Like, it's all... I don't know. It's... This is... An, oh, I mean, we could get into this for days. The the hilarious thing about this film is if this were Western... Yeah. The parents would be maybe flawed... Cowboys. But fundamentally... Oh, no, Western, people. not Western. Um, <laughs> uh, and her being torn away from them and yeah. their transformation would be a massive problem but it almost feels secondary doesn't it it's the really weird in this film are terrible yeah they're horrible people yeah yeah um and she kind of does what she does out of duty rather than out of any sense of yeah so a sense of duty love. is a big thing in in shinto as well isn't it about, whereas yeah she develops yeah. love for some of the characters that she meets in the bathhouse yeah but she like which. understands her duty and her responsibility yeah. the more than anything than and rather than like being reunited with her parents, it's, the point of the film is her understanding like responsibility and stuff. It's it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, because one of the arguments that I've, I've read is that in a Western film, of course, the parents would come out and everything would have changed. Yeah. And they would be, ah, oh, we're going to be much more attentive to our child now because we've been through this experience. No. The parents come out exactly the fucking same. Well, they remember the, in, none of it. In the Japanese dub, it's kind of suggested that she doesn't remember any of it either. So once she crosses the river, it's suggested that she's forgotten the whole thing. So whether or not she's even learnt those lessons and taken them to heart, or whether it should just be the same kid she was when she got there, is, is up for question as well. Which is like, again, it's such an ambiguous ending. And like, in the American dub, they like add a couple of lines to make it seem like she does remember everything, because God love us in the West, we do love a happy ending, we can't have any ambiguity. Um, but yeah, like, like I say, I just, like, this movie has so much respect for its audience, that it just it just blows my mind. So look, last thing I just want to talk about the release. So it's based on all this same thing of like Shinto and that kind of stuff is that um, it was released in the season of what they call Obon, 
um, which is a time between um, like July and August, essentially, where they believe that the spirits come and walk the earth again. Okay. And they do a lot of like offerings um, at bathhouses, where they, uh, they, they, they kind of make these offerings at bathhouses to get spirits to come and use the bathhouse to clean themselves, which is like a really large part of like um, Shinto culture in Japan. So it was all, it's all wheels within wheels. It's all tied in together. So it's, I don't know, it's both my mind. That is, it's both mine. I didn't know that. Can you, I can, assumed that it was just, they'd taken the concept of a bathhouse and made one for the so spirits. So, so bathhouses, I didn't realize that they were actually yeah. It's actually it's is, echoing. Yeah, a, it's, it's a part of their culture. In, so, like, so in bathhouses, they'll often have a bath, which is for local spirits that people don't use, and they just up. You know, so when you know when the stink spirit arrives and they're trying to get him to go away, yeah. and they've put all the offerings in front. So, yeah, like yeah. the um, what's it called, the onigiri, the triangular rice, and that kind of stuff. Those are the offerings that they give to spirits to actually make them come, to, to encourage them to come to the bathhouse to cleanse themselves to like start the year fresh essentially because in, in Shinto spirits walk among us all the time and they are a blessed ghosts aren't something to be afraid of in Japanese culture it's not fucking Juon or something um, this, it, seriously it just blew my mind I know this is a much more serious one than normal but this is like this is something that I had absolutely no understanding or appreciation of and it has blown my mind recommendations Oh. That's my new thing. I'm going to start like announcing the segments. It's every segment gets a recommendation. Recommendation. <laughs> well, that was much better. That was much better. Um, like, From the team that brought you an hour on Shinto religion. <laughs> yeah, for a really dry conversation about how Mike thinks bathhouses are cool. If you, which is ridiculous, given that you're a shower man. It is true. I haven't had a bath in years. Honest to God, I love a shower. Frankly, you don't get as covered in your own semen. Anyway, um, what? talking about wanking. Anyway, um, let's cut this out. Let's start again. Let's leave a beat for an edit. Let's, let's, let's leave a beat for an edit. That's some good blooper material. Let's wait until they've stopped rearranging the entire fucking world behind me. Recommendations. Is that your new thing? Yes. <laughs> I'm not doing mine again. No, we're just leaving all this in. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, recommendations. Right. Um, just watch the Toro. Um, it's the best film I've ever seen in my whole life. Okay. <laughs> Basically, anything by Ghibli. Yeah, pretty much. Specifically, yeah. I would say, uh, anything by Miyazaki. Uh, he's like Walt Disney, except not an anti-Semite. Yeah. We don't know he's not. We don't know he's not, but it doesn't seem like he is. Fair. He didn't go uh, to the Oscars in 2003 because he was like, the Iraq war is bullshit, so I'm not going to turn up and accept the Academy Awards. Ouch. He's a bad motherfucker. Talk about Miyazaki. Um, <laughs> bear in mind that there are some Ghibli films that are much less... Fantastical? Yeah, so Spirited Away was the first one I watched this week. And I was like, fuck, this is some highbrow shit. And I watched a tour and was like, oh, this is an honest to God, darling, charming children's movie. Yeah, um, and if you like the children's side of it, you watch the Toro, you yeah. watch uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Sure, yeah, if that's If you that's like the good. spirituality and the Shinto elements, yep. you watch Mononoke. Mononoke. Yep, yep. Um, well, that's like Shinto up the wazoo. Total. Give it the respect it deserves by saying Shinto you, up the wazoo. <laughs> Fuck, have you all listened to Japan? I'm so sorry. Which is not a Miyazaki. It's at, yeah. I want to say Tanaka, but it's not the other Is guy. it like the TV show The Raccoons? Do you remember that? Very similar in terms of animation. Is it really? I yes. used to love that shit when I was a kid. I haven't seen... I, I, I've just stated I haven't seen that movie, but yeah. It's okay, so let's move away from Ghibli, because basically just watch them all. They're watch Akira. Go and watch Akira. Uh, okay. It's 100% different, but it's totally different. Yeah. It's just another anime. Basically, That's literally the only, the anime. only, yeah, it's, the, it's the only, the only, the only similarity 
is like the Moomins has got more in common with Spirited Away than Akira. <laughs> you should watch the Moomins. That's good as hell. Moomins. Watch the Moomins. Dutch animation? What are you talking about? It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, just watch anime. Just shut yeah. up. I know it's a cartoon, but it's not for children. So just shut up and watch it. Watch Ghost in the Shell. Watch Akira. Watch Neon Genesis and Vangelion. I wrote that down. I've never watched it. It's a TV show. Watch the Pokemon TV show. For fuck's sake, watch Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is one of the best television shows, let alone animated. G guess what? Mike likes. Uh. Mike likes sci-fi. <laughs> 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 I've literally got a list of science fiction anime. Um, you watch Paprika. Okay. That is some trippy anime crazy nonsense. It is amazing. It is fucking amazing. It's not a children's film. Don't show it to your kids. It's got like naked people transforming into big giant like weird puppets and stuff. It's weird, but it is amazing. It is one of the greatest feats of imagination I have ever seen. Ooh, write that down and put it on the back of your Blu-ray cover. One of the greatest feats of imagination ever seen, Mike Dean. We're drunk with no things. We're drunk with no things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, watch Paprika. But just um, watch Cowboy Bebop. It's the best. I'm trying to think if there's any like live action stuff because the obvious. As in Wonderland. Huh? Oh, Alice in Wonderland. It's not well, no, that would be the obvious link, but unfortunately yeah. nobody's yet made a decent Alice in Wonderland movie. Yeah, animated it, and it's a Wonderland movie in the 60s is good as hell. Um, the, okay, the Disney Alice in Wonderland, yeah, yeah. I've watched that. Don't watch the Tim Burton's one, it's Do bullshit. not watch either of the Tim Burton ones. Don't worry. Just, just watch Batman by Tim Burton, don't watch any <laughs> Tim Burton movies. Um, Beetlejuice, sorry, watch Beetlejuice, that's amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of live-action movies which are similar, but there just isn't, which is kind of the benefit. Jump. It's that... that Concept of, but that's the benefit of anime, isn't it? Go through a portal into another world. The Matrix. And there's loads of them. The Matrix. Watch the Matrix. Yeah, um, that's a good one. I'm not going to say Event Horizon. Thirteenth <laughs> floor. We're just Indeed. doing sci-fi again, Mike. You right, fucking geek. Okay. Anyway, so basically, watch good stuff. Watch Ghibli. Watch Ghibli stuff. It's good in it. Howl's Moving Castle, etc. I would also say, uh, if you like animations that are beautifully detailed and have massive amounts of attention and sure. artistry that go into them, watch anything by Disney, watch yeah. anything by Pixar, yeah. watch anything by anybody. You know, who... you know the squeaking lamp that like leads them up the road in this yes. film? That's uh, an homage to the yeah. lamp from Pixar. I don't yeah. remember what the name is. The uh, lamp from Pixar, Lampy. I think it's called Lampy. Big old, little old, small boy Lampy. Uh, yeah, so watch that. Um, this has been a great recommendation section. To be by honest, the way. more importantly, <laughs> just remember when you're maybe thinking about picking out a movie mm. that one of the best films ever made, and I'm pretty sure that it's in the top 25 of the IMDb Top 100. If you say Event Horizon right now, I'm going to kill you. No, is <laughs> Spirited Away. It's a Japanese yes, honest cartoon. God. Yeah. For kids. Don't discount animated movies. They are amazing. Yep. Also watch the Batman animated series from the 90s. It's the best thing ever made. So, Rob, after last month's smash success of a quiz, 50%. I have not stopped getting phone calls and emails about how good the quiz was. Arnie's been on the phone. Arnie Hammer. Was it? <laughs> Still famous. Was weird, though. Um, you know, uh, the Queen, she was on there, Theresa May. She phoned, listen, I'm going to resign. Just wanted to say, though, what's made all this the, worthwhile is listening to your quiz. The quiz was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Did she, did she break up at the end of the Yeah, so that's what she was crying about. She oh, wasn't crying about resigning. It was the quiz. She was crying about how oh. moved she was by how good the quiz was. Right, she so said it was such a loving homage to Arnold Schwarzenegger. You've got another one, haven't you? you I've got bastard. another quiz. And this one, I'm not doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression because... I just can't do impressions for this film because there's, there's no way it's not racist or offensive. It's not. It's, there is no way this comes So off. I am doing something which is probably 
almost arguably equally offensive, which is character or food. Cue the jingle. We don't have a jingle. We haven't got a jingle for this one. Quizzes. Are you sure? I can find one. We queued a jingle last month without having one. All right. <laughs> I'm cue, kidding. Cue, We're not doing no, a jingle. No, cue the jingle. Cue the jingle. So, character or food? Here food. we go. Oh. But, wrong. <laughs> Always food. Right, okay. Here we go. So, well, I'm going to give you a name. Oh. Or not. What kind of character are we talking about It's here? either a character from Spirited Away. Okay. Or it's a type of Japanese food. And you've got to tell me... Are there any that are both? No. I'm just checking. No, no. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Felt could like, have dug a bit deeper, mate. But. Really, now I just feel like I should have put more effort into this that I just no, no, tossed fine. off in about ten minutes the other day. In the um, bath? In the shower. <laughs> so character or food? Come on, come on. Right, I'm okay. ready. I'm primed. So here we go. I'm pumped. Kawa no Kami. Uh, I want to say character. Right. And I think it's the dragon, isn't it? No. Which dragon? The uh, the kid dragon. It's the river spirit. So you get oh, one. Oh, it is you the get, river it spirit. It is the river spirit. Right. So, so well just to be scoring, I get one point if I get character or food right. We both know you're going to get 50% regardless of what happens. Oh, yes, you get bonus points. If I can point. correctly identify Absolutely. which character or indeed what the food tastes <laughs> like. <laughs> what food is. That is fucking impressive. Go on. I'd be a bit pissed off if you get all these, actually. Right. Okay, fine. How about yeah? Kinu? Fuck. I'm going to butcher all of this. I, I really say, hope we haven't got any people. The only concession I would ask you to make is please take a moment to work out how to pronounce it. How many listeners do we have in Japan? Because this is going to be really We're big bad. We're in Japan. Oh, fuck. Yakiniku. 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 I have got no idea. Uh, food. Correct. <laughs> Japanese barbecue. Oh, of course it is. Sharp. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, I knew that. From what, your many travels to Tokyo? <laughs> I probably shouldn't be mean, you're getting two them right. Two for two, come on. Oshira Sama. Oshira Sama. Mm-hmm. Is edible. It's a food. Sort of, but it is actually the name of the radish spirit. So there are some that are. That's its name. No, not really. Yeah, Oshira Summer. It's the radish spirit. I would point out that if you haven't watched this movie, at no point do they refer to the radish spirit. Chichiyaku. Oh, pardon? Chichiyaku. Uh, is a character. And what character is it? The frog? It's no face. Oh. You are three. No, you're two, you're two for three. I've, I've dropped one. I'm not even following, to be honest. I'm three Okay, Nigi Hayama Kohakunushi. Definitely food. It is the character hero. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a character. He, 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 a hero. That's his full name as a river spirit. Say that again. Nigihiyama Kohakunushi. It sounds like Hawaiian the way I'm saying it, but sure. Okay. Okay, well, there you go. You got it wrong. Aniyaku. Food. Assistant manager. It's the guy that won't give her the bath token, I'm afraid. Uh, and then gets eaten by no face. Indeed. Keiseki. <laughs> you could be being hamstrung by me saying it idea. wrong. It's a typical uh, multi-course Japanese meal. I've written down, it's fine, next to it. I don't know what that means. It's fine. It's fine, Ron. I'm not doing well here. <laughs> My record is slipping. Taikoki Gohan. Is a character. It is a Japanese style of pilaf. Fuck's sake. So, not doing, not doing well here. Kinpira Gobu. It's literally 50-50. How am I not 50-50? <laughs> 
Kimbira Gobu. Gobu. I want to say that that is a food. It is a food. Do you know what type of food it is? It's stir-fried root vegetables, but... Stir-fried radish spirit. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Sunomono. Is a character. Is vegetables marinated in rice vinegar. We're doing very, very badly. And that is it. That's all I've got. Well met. So, so I got four out of nine? Uh, there should have been ten. I might have missed one, but whatever. Do, do you want to wait whilst we go back and check? It, it, well, I mean, it wasn't right, working so for me way, either way. Uh, I'm under 50%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I made up for it by being 125% last time. You did well, 50%. Yeah. Uh, so that's the quiz for this month. Um, probably not as good as last month. I don't think I'm going to get a call from... Theresa May, I might get a call from like the, the ambassador, ambassador. <laughs> to say, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Um, which is really weird, because he's like got a Watford accent. But anyway, <laughs> not doing a Japanese accent. Don't try and draw me on it. Should we do uh, our ratings then? Well, what do we think about this movie? I think shit. No, I loved it. I spoke at great length about how I'm in love with it, so, you know. So what are we rating it out of? Five frogs. Okay. <laughs> Not, don't know why. not bath tokens. <laughs> not, or... not up for discussion, apparently. No, how about um, fi- how about kabuki masks? Okay. <laughs> Out of five kabuki masks, what does it get? Five kabuki masks gets yep. five. It's, it's amazing. Five. It's solid. It's ridiculous. It's there is like... nothing about this film no. that is wrong. No, there is I nothing agree. bad. No. You can watch it in Japanese with subtitles. You yeah. can watch it in English with a decent dub. You can watch it in French with subtitles for all I care. Just fucking watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You can watch it. I wonder what the French dub is like. Your loved ones. You can watch it with your children. We can watch it with your grandparents. But that is really it. You, you really can watch it on your own. Anybody. There is nothing wrong so, with this film. You know, you know me. I've got a godson. He's four years old. I want to show him Spirited Away and Doro because he's four years old and would fucking love it. Yep. And his parents, who are forty, would also fucking love it because it is just that good. It's not. Oh, this is a kids' movie that we watch with the kids and we want to have a good time as a family. It's a really, really, and really, it's not really good even film. That it has to do the Western thing at the no. moment of doesn't pander. Oh, there are some in jokes for the grown ups. No, it doesn't pander. There's at no all. innuendo in this no. movie. That's not needed. No, it's no. just that's brilliant. true, isn't it? Actually, there's no innuendo of any variety at all. It's just the Japanese don't do it really. Sure. Well, they um, blow out the, the pubes in their porn, but not the dicks. It's weird. <laughs> and there, there we go. <laughs> We're back on the level. <laughs> there we go. It's been an hour of like intelligent, rational discussion. Now I'm talking about penises. <laughs> We're not going to add to the recommendations. It's like, if you oh, go to I need to announce this segment Asian penises. No, okay. <laughs> oh, I've ruined it. This is going to be the best one we've ever done, and I've ruined it. All right, let's do one star reviews. It's Amazon One Star Reviews. Before we do one star reviews and talk about dickheads, let's talk about random awards. Which Random this one, awards. all of. Let's do a quick rundown, shall we? Well, I'm apart no, from the obvious, it winning the Academy Award for the best animated feature. Which was, I think it was the third one, the third winner, second winner. For who? Miyazaki or Ghibli? For no, for the category. It was only introduced like two years previously. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, I just want to talk about awards that it won. All right, go on. Strap yourself in. It won the Animation Kobe Theatrical Film Award. It won the Blue Ribbon Award Best Film. It won the Manchi Film Awards Best Film. If you win the Blue Ribbon Award, do they give you a blue ribbon? Like, I'd assume so. From the 80s. It would be dumb if they don't, right? They're like, well, here is a red cup. And you're like, no, oh, this is a crock of shit. And they're like, funny enough, we filled it up anyway. 25th Japan Academy Awards. It won Best Film and Best Song. It won the 52nd Berlin International Film Festival. It won the Golden Bear, which is like 
the Palme d'Or, but legit and not stupid in French. City Kid Film Festival, it won Best Film. It won the 21st Hong Kong Film Awards. It won Best Asian Film. It won Tokyo Anime Awards. Um, sorry, at the Tokyo Anime Awards, it won Animation Year of the Year, Best Art Direction, Best Character Design, Best Director, Best Music, Best Screenplay, Best Voice Actor, and Notable Entry. Which just sounds like they were like, we haven't got enough awards to give you, so we're making one up to give you, because fuck it, this film's amazing. And it got entered into the Lifetime Hall of Fame. Utah Film Critics Association Award. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Non-English Language Film. National Board of Review in Australia. It won National Board of Review Award. That just feels like one award that National Board of Review gives. Give out New York Film Critics Online won Best Animated on Feature. 75th Academy Awards. It won the Best Animated Feature, which you didn't go to, because fuck you, America, because of the Iraq War. Stay strong, brother. 30th Annie Awards. It won the Annie Award for Best Film Picture. It won Directing in an Animated Feature Production. It won Annie Award for Writing in a Feature Production. It won the Annie Award for Music in a Feature Production. We get it, Annie Awards. It's the Annie Awards. Stop saying Annie Awards. Annie Awards. 8th Critics' Choice. It won Best Animated Feature. 29th Saturn Awards. It won Best Animated Film. Saturn Award for Best Writing. Saturn Award for Best Music. 7th Golden Sat- Satellite Awards. It won Best Animated or Mixed Media Feature. Amsterdam Film Festival. It won Silver Scream. Silver Scream Awards? That is what it says. I think Cri- that might be a typo. The Christopher Awards. Feature film. Christopher Awards. Have another that one. 57th British Academy Film Awards. So BAFTA. It went best film not in the English language. It won all the awards. Yeah. So don't take our word for it. Take every, literally everybody else's word for it and watch this film. I just wanted to read out that in a, like a long spiel because it made me laugh how many awards it won. I think I quite like the fact that there's a long spiel of the fact that it is multi-award. It's won more awards than this podcast. It and has. we've won a lot. And we've won. We've, you can count them on two hands if you put one finger up on each hand. Um, <laughs> but the reason that I think that is quite pretty to interject at this I'm, point... I'm not happy that you didn't laugh at that. That was good. Well, no, because I'm trying to make a link and you're just oh, okay. pissing about. Sorry, yeah. Isn't that what this podcast is about? The reason that it's pretty and that all these people loved it is because some people didn't like... Oh, right, yeah. Let's hear from those people. Yeah. Jingle. Can can we not do... Jingle. It's Amazon One Star Review. So this was a bit of a nightmare because everyone loves this film because it's well good. But obviously, the internet is the internet. So there are still a couple of dickheads knocking about. (laughs) There are going to be some people who hated it. Now... It was all drawn. Right. These are a bit long-winded, so there aren't as many as normal. But it is funny. So I'm going to read them out. In this a one. Japanese accent? No. As Al Pacino. So, no, no, I'm not. No. I'm going to do it as Robin Williams. No, I'm not. Uh, this one is by Cullen, 2003. And this is called Let's Get One Thing Straight. So, straight off the bat, you know he's an expert. Let's Get One Thing Straight. He's going to tell you, and he's going to set gonna you tell straight. You how it is. He's going to set you straight, guys. Yeah. He's not being about You think this film is good, but he's going to tell you why it's not. Right, go on. A lot of you have been calling this an anime title. Oh. Because it's it's, it is. It's like, it's hand drawn. It is. <laughs> but it isn't. But oh no, what? no, just is. It just what? is. It just is, Cullen. I think Disney realised how popular anime was getting here in the states and decided to try and make some cash off it by putting their name on it. Yes, fair. That's that definitely sounds true. Sounds like sound business practice. Have you, have you, to be honest, have you met Disney before? Do not use this movie as a judgement for other anime. Also fair. Don't watch this and assume you're going to like Ghost in the Shell. Because as discussed, the only thing... Actually, no, I'm saying this is stupid. This is actually quite a good review so far. Uh, go on. Traditional amine. 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 I know what I said. Anime. Anime. It was not, let's not blame Cullen on that. I'm pissed. Traditional anime, produced by companies like ADV, Pioneer, Bandai, and Anime Works. Bandai! All of those are mecha anime people. Yeah. 
if you haven't already guessed, this is a 15-year-old who loves Mecha. Mecha is the big giant robots for those that don't actually yep. listen to anything but no anime. Um, it's what you should really be looking for if you want to try anime. It just sounds like you're like reviewing Come a on, movie. We've we anyway. got a lot to get through. We have. There are great anime titles out there for all ages. If your kid really wants to watch anime, watch Pokemon. The parents turning into pigs and vomiting, it's really more suitable for kids a little older, also known as adults. But since I, doubt any of you, since I doubt that any of you care, then by all means, watch it. Whatever. Cullen, you sulky son of a bitch. I just feel like you've watched to Back to fair, the Future and been has, like, this isn't a historical epic. He has been a teenage <laughs> vampire for the past 200 years. It is years. true. It's true. All of his uh, other reviews are five-star reviews for, like, big giant robots shooting each other. So, Cullen, mate, it just sounds like you didn't like this film. That doesn't mean it's not There's anime. There's no penis metaphors in those movies no, at all, well, no, by the way. <laughs> no, indeed. No, not at all. They're giant metallic wangs. It's fine. Brian Morabito. Oh, he 20, sounds Japanese. 2004. <laughs> it's funny, Brian, so I don't know. Well, yeah, but... This all review right. is called Kept Waiting for the Good Part. It's all good part, mate. Anyway. The only cool part in this three-hour, eye-glazing, inscrutable, meandering, unengaging, overwrought, plotless wall of celluloid is when the parents turn their heads to that whiny, dejected, bland, one-dimensional, bipolar waif, what's-her-name, after they've been eating at the table. He got his money's worth out of the comedy, he did, didn't he? He did, he really did. He likes did. lists. He doesn't like punctuation, though. No. <laughs> oh, he didn't punctuate the list. No, none of that at all. Oh, God. So, um, he doesn't like this one. <laughs> you think? As you noticed, um, this guy's got incel written all fucking over him. Um, what's three seconds divided by three hours? Answer, the movie was 0.00277 fun. That iota of satisfaction was dimmed by the resentment one of spending 25 and unfamiliar with anime that Japan has exported for 20. He's gone off the rails here. <laughs> also, I think it was pretty much a given when he realises that if you take time and divide it by time you get fun <laughs> this doesn't it feels like it was that's written not, by a bot it's so works. weird <laughs> the act of composing my review is dredging up unwelcome images so absurd and stilted that they're laughable amidst the homeric tragedy that they remain lodged in my subconscious in remission for some time perhaps forever somebody got a thesaurus for Christmas yeah exactly you know he wrote this with a boner <laughs> and then he jerked off looking no, himself in the eye in a mirror out every key yeah. He joked off looking himself in the eye in a mirror. I mean, this guy is... Shut the fuck up. This is the only review he's ever written on Amazon as well. Maybe so he's, he's taking, dead. <laughs> maybe he's dead. It's true. Self, you know, maybe it's autoerotic asphyxiation. Or maybe someone just stabbed him. Anyway, Daniel Lee, 2003, way overrated. There is already much being said about this film. And yet you decided to chime in, dickhead. And Internet. I may not be able he's to say anything that hasn't already been said before. All right, then why fucking try? Many give it praise for being a well-animated Alice in Wonderland. Yes. We just spent about an hour <laughs> doing that. Please see the previous podcast. <laughs> it's good for children, and that can... That it's good for children that can count their hands on two age, because in Miyazaki movies, children are heroes. Hang on, that can count their hands on two age? Two, two age. I think Not he means... that can count their age on two hands. I think that's what he means. Okay. Because um, in Miyazaki films, children are heroes. Yes. You've really... Cut to the quick of Miyazaki oh, there. Right in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As for anyone who was ever 10 years old, be more wary. It's, it is at heart a children's film that could have been easily produced by Disney. Its po po popularity perpetuates a myth that cartoons are for children, thereby making it difficult to take seriously. So basically, what I'm saying is that all the one-star reviews of this are like written by like grandiose dickheads on the internet who are like, 
Anime is an art form, but actually just want to watch people in robot suits hitting each other with big giant swords. Or hentai. Which Or hentai, yeah. If it's not a schoolgirl getting fucked by a giant octopus, I'm not interested. Funnily enough, Spirited Away 2. And just on the last one, <laughs> uh, just on the last one, I just this one has the feel of racism, so I just thought I'd add this one in. Okay. Melinda Thigpen, that's her name, 2015. This movie has brown vomit in every scene and a weird giant naked baby. Beautiful? I don't think so. That's the title of the review. And the review is, <laughs> maybe for Japanese people. Oh. And by the feel of racism, I mean just out-and-out out racist. <laughs> she did say maybe. Ah, welcome to Trump's America. It's not Trump's America, that's just America. It's anyway, the world we've made for So that's ourselves. it, there you go. Oh, and she gave five stars to every single thing you could possibly think of in any way related to Harry Potter. So, you know, shut up, Melinda Pigpen. Thig, Thigpen, sorry. That one just wrote itself, didn't it? <laughs> I just said it by accident. Melinda Thigpen. Belinda... Dumb, dumb butt. Go fuck yourself, Melinda. You've been listening to We're Drunk and We Know Things, exploring the wonderful world of Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away. Join us in two weeks' time, where we'll be doing a deep dive oh. into uh, the history of cell animation. Are we? Yeah, why not? Oh, cool. New format, we can do whatever the fuck we want, mate. Do whatever we want, innit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this episode was recorded at the Cock and Bottle in St. Helia, fueled mostly by Thatcher's gold and... Frankly, <laughs> whatever's left do attitude. Whatever's left over from last night's wine still in my system. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you again in two weeks' time. But not physically. Well, no, never. This physically. is an audio you don't format. actually want to ever meet these people. No, it's weird. Sorry, I mean uh, you're I'm sure you're lovely, but uh, so the only person that listens to us is actually sitting next to us today, so it's not an issue. <laughs> Until then. All right, let's not break an arm jerking each other off. Let's just get this finished before we start congratulating ourselves too much. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the care and attention we put into your podcast. <laughs> We're looking at a note from our producer, and we are ignoring it. So, Rob, this isn't going to take long. That's what she said. One star reviews. Did we do the jingle? We've already done the jingle twice. All right, cool. As long as we're not fucking about with buttons on the recorder or something. Anyway, one star reviews um, was a bit of... <laughs> you don't get to break the fourth wall. <laughs> I'm not allowed to just have a digger on the podcast when he knows he's not allowed to make a comeback. That seems unreasonable. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, uh. What I'm reading? <laughs> what are you reading? He's got uh, his Kindle. <laughs> Jack Reacher went into the barn. <laughs> this is not the time. Jack Reacher's already in the barn. He has met a deputy sheriff who is, like, attractive and slightly younger than him, but not, like, movie star attractive, but, like, attractive in an everyday she's way. She's real world. She's got some Yeah, stars. she's real world attractive. That's how it's always described, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes she's like 45, and that's cool because it's like age-appropriate sexiness. He crushed her hard body against himself. He did. She felt his washboard abs, etc. His hands were like a bunch of bananas holding a baseball. That, his penis was like a traffic cone that had a squirrel sat on the end.
I'm really making up for not making any dick jokes in the podcast, aren't I? <laughs>